Ladies, gentlemen, and MBs, and welcome to the Paranormal Mystery Hour here on Warrior Desho's second stream, where we're covering Kabuki Cho Sherlock, the the show with serious identity issues. It, it doesn't know what it wants to be at any given moment, and boy, howdy, are we going to talk about that a fair bit in a little while. But anyway, um, joining me is, you know, famous paranormal investigator, as far as, you know, you know. Uh, it would, of course, be the Sussel Doctor revealing his, you know, hidden uh, hobby after all this time. Welcome to What Psycho 100, the <laughs> new show that we're covering. <laughs> Fucking hell. Hey, everybody. This show wishes, this show wishes it was even a, a, a hundredth of as good as I, well, What Psycho 100 is. I, I, I mean, uh, just, just, it, it is a grain of sand upon the beach the size of the universe <laughs> like uh fucking yeah when i when i saw the uh boarded up hotel with all the keep out tape over it i was just like are they doing a mob psycho 100 thing here because it just reminded me of those early episodes uh just, just imagine was you just smash like... cut <laughs> you smash cut from kabuki show sherlock to mob psycho 100 at the, the moment watson yeah. walks in that building i would actually be very happy with that the best part of this episode was that it made me think of mob psycho 100 a good anime the best part of this episode for me was when it was over yeah you know that made me that made me happy all right this is so... a real bad one by the way. Well, what a, what a great surprise. If anything, I'm actually more impressed that the show continues to innovate in new ways to be bad. On it's, it's kind of terms. true, isn't it? Like this was um this was a new a, a new mode of frustration and upsetness. Like we've had the um the transphobia. You know, we've had uh the off-color humor that wasn't really for us, and now we just have like just straight up frustration. Like this was an incredibly frustrating episode uh, mm-hmm. for me, and it didn't have. Well, I guess it had something to do with Sherlock and why I hate him, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just say up front, right, that I'm going to discuss in a minute an idea behind this episode's like big reveal, shall we say, if you want to call it that, which is whether or not it was intended or not as like a a fake out, shall we say, a red herring. But we'll get to that stuff. Just to do a bit of housework before we begin, folks. Um, it is looking incredibly likely at this point, on short of some like sudden twist of fate, Borgalia. that we will be. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Nothing's off the, the table balls. when Borgalia when yeah. when Borgalia is involved. <laughs> like her power over you know the democratic process on Twitter <laughs> is absolute. It is omniscient. Um, so who knows? But. Otherwise, uh, currently it's looking like we will be concluding Kabuki Show Sherlock at uh, the end of the year, but not before the show is over. Um, all I'll say at this point is that if that ends up being the case, um, I'm still ultimately glad we covered the show, and I'm ultimately glad that people were wanting us to talk about it, even if we but are at you? the moment. Just, just, just <laughs> me on I'm this. Kidding, I'm, kidding. I, I'm, I go, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going somewhere. This like 
you know, I'm glad that you, uh, you all like were willing to let us try it and uh, at least mm-hmm. give it a go and then stick with us um, throughout as much as possible before tapping out earlier. So I appreciate the um, the patience you've shown us with this show. Indeed. Um, but yeah, that looks like what's going to happen and yes. we're going to change over in favour of a different show. Which yes. one that will be is still to be determined. If you are, by the way, a patron who's not privy to the fact that this is happening, uh, do check out our Patreon feed and look out for the poll for the Winter 2020 anime uh, choices uh, where you can decide what we're going to be covering next. Sherlock is up there as an option, uh, so don't think like, you know, we're just copping out on it, but rather it just literally no one has picked it yet, whereas plenty of other choices have been made. You have the power, if you want us and yourselves to keep suffering, to to throw throw your lot in with Sherlock, although as you say, the majority of, even if all the remaining patrons who haven't voted, voted for it, it would still not win. So, you know, I mean, I guess you could, like, have a you know members only meeting and try to convince people that have already voted to change their vote but well good luck with that sounds like some illuminati shit to me (laughs) i I can't imagine like genuine fans of sherlock meeting in the open air (laughs) to be honest boss conoco's at this meeting he's convinced Uh, yeah (laughs) indeed everyone's got tracking devices on them so they always know where all the sherlock fans are um all right. Beyond that, just a quick bit of housekeeping, as we often do as well with this particular stream, is that uh, this being our second stream format, we're not going to go through the plot in exhaustive detail. Um, not that that would matter in this, the case of this particular show, because the plot seems to be getting thinner and thinner with every single episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could probably sum up by, well, firstly, by vomiting up on my actual microphone, but also secondly, by just, you know, taking a solid two minutes to do it. Like, I could I could literally describe this the show's plot in a tweet. I could describe the entire show, like episode's plot in a single tweet and have room to spare. So that maybe that's kind of moot, but regardless, we're going to talk about the things that happen in it specifically in terms of like what they mean for the show and like any meaning we can derive from them, or even if they just plain suck. Uh, no prizes for guessing which of those will be, you know, gain the lion's share of airtime here. All right, so there is one particular piece of context that needs to be put out there at the start because it's going to lead into my biggest talking point of this episode which is apparently you're bald big well that needs to yeah, be that's stated a, that's always a big deal to me i don't you know hate about every you. character because of their hair and this is well, a bias yeah. you need to come clean about more often i think well you well i don't think there's any need to clean about. i fucking hate the lot of you got hair <laughs> If you if you haven't got if you're not bald like me, you are officially a wanker. There you go. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, so the big reveal in this episode is that apparently Irene is a ghost. I mean, just let that sink. Just let that sink in for a little second, folks. That someone was paid to write Irene Adler is killed and becomes a ghost. Now, here's the thing. I have, in early episodes of Kabuki Show Sherlock, mentioned the original material, the O'Conan Dial works, from which they were adapted, in which they actually referenced stories explicitly. And that, to my knowledge, has kind of fallen by the wayside as of late. Particularly since Irene has appeared at least more than once, like, you know, <clears throat> rather, <clears throat> sorry, rather than jetting off to France as she originally did, which would have, you know, tallied with the original ending of um, Scandal in Bohemia. So... um. That, however, I say seems to fall by the wayside, but there have been supernatural elements, quote-unquote, in Sherlock in the past, particularly with the Hound of the Baskervilles. And here's the thing, right? 
I get why Conan Doyle would have introduced supernatural elements, quote-unquote, because they weren't really supernatural in the end, but anyway, or rather, you know, how people perceived it in the fiction of the uh, of the story as a supernatural element in his works, because that was the time period in which they were written. Superstition was still a thing, of course. You know, it wasn't quite to the extent of which it was in the past, and it's certainly not the same as it was now, but it makes a kind of sense, like, if you're writing a story in that time, to, you know, sometimes, if appropriate, fit a little bit of the supernatural in there. Why not? Even if it's, as I say, as it is in The Hound of the Baskills, where it turns out not to be a supernatural thing, but rather disguised as such. So, I'm going to make the hard call out now that Irene is actually not dead. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all. That's a stone-cold lock. Like... If you could bet yep. on anime, bet the house on that shit, because yep. she ain't dead. It is entirely, it is either, sorry, excuse me, it is either entirely a fiction uh, within Watson's imagination, or she's somehow, like, manipulating him because she's, like, around, like, kind of being hidden in the general area, and that's why he smells the roses or whatever. Uh, or again, maybe it's all fucking ploy uh and and can you can you imagine if this show turned out that watson was actually in a coma and like the moment he went <laughs> the into Dallas the war, ending. <laughs> yeah it turned out that like kabuki cho is just a complete figment of his imagination oh, and man. He, imagine if he never was john watson this goes back to the theory i, I came would, up with i would what? stand up and clap if that was the end of the show let me just <laughs> it would be you. such a fucking ass pull it would rule. but it would be fun <laughs> it would be funny because like here's the thing right you recall that I just said that it was appropriate for the time period in which Doyle wrote that, that if necessary for the story, that supernatural elements can come in there. Am I saying you don't write supernatural elements in modern fiction set in modern day? No, of course I'm not saying that. I'm saying you can do that. But times and perceptions of supernatural elements have changed. We are more savvy and more educated on average as people. We don't automatically believe that ghosts or spirits are real, particularly if we're not religiously affiliated. You know, I think that if you were to ask your average person in, say, 1880, when Doyle was around, do you think that, you know, ghosts are real? The odds are likely, I'd say, that you would find significantly more people would believe that than people who asked on the street of any given city today. Would you agree with that, Doc? Would you say that's a reasonable estimation? Oh, without question. Yeah. So here's my point, right? This is another episode which only continues to prove how much of a fucking moron Watson is. <laughs> because he doesn't question any of the sightings of Adler as a ghost whatsoever. It to me feels like this idea was lifted wholesale from a story of uh, Watson and Sherlock where, you know, ghosts appeared. I don't know which one it is. It might have been Baskerville's. Although Baskerville's was about the titular hound. Irene is, of course, not a hound. And this is original material using Irene. So who can say? But having Watson act like his 1880 counterpart in the modern times that this show is set in, just makes him come across as a fucking idiot. If it were the case that this was One a period more, add accurate... That, add that to the pile of things that make him oh, come God. across as a fucking the, the, idiot. This is why I think it's, it would be appropriate for him to be a coma patient. Well, not least which, because he sometimes comes across like he suffered brain damage. But anyway, <laughs> that's neither in nor there. But yeah, like having him act like his ACAC cow part... I think that this is a massive fuck-up on the show's part because it really does feel like they've kind of botched him as a character fundamentally from the ground up. They, I mean, okay, I'll be fair. I complained in the last episode that they didn't actually show him, like, you know, helping Irene with, like, his medical skills. They do this time around in an extended flashback that, you know, mm -hmm. kind of ties those guys together. Fair place to them, good for them doing that. But beyond that, like, ho like Watson himself was 
um, in the original canon an intelligent character. He just wasn't obviously on the level of Sherlock because who is? And yes, there have been many like comedic shows that have played up like, you know, Watson being a dumbass because, you know, it's funny like to him go, by Jove, Watson, uh, sorry, by Jove, Holmes, I think you've got it. Like, and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. It's kind of a thing for the kitsch of shows like that. But this then ties into my other big problem with Kabuki Show Sherlock that I've had proof from day one, which is I don't know what this show is trying to do. Is it meant to be a comedy? Is it meant to be a serious murder mystery? Is it meant to be, you know, something else? What would you describe it as, fundamentally? I don't fucking know. And that's because the show itself doesn't seem to know either. It is completely and utterly confused about its own identity and its own purpose as entertainment. I, again, must stress that this point that I made way back in episode one of wacky kooky antics and, oh, violent murder and mutilation in, you know, the private areas of a lady don't really go together. So I'm, I'm so, more forgiving about um, tonal whiplash and things like that, like, than you are generally, I think it's fair to say. Um, oh, yeah, you probably got me there. And I think the show's identity, again, you could put it into a pie chart, I think, and you could say... Fundamentally, it's a wacky hijinks ensemble show with some occasional serious stuff thrown in there. And how much that sort of kind of uh, tension or, or juxtaposition creates tension or a dissonance like, will affect different people differently. Um, I think just... The more fundamental problem for me is the character writing and just how unexcited I am to see what happens because the show just hasn't done a great job at all of getting me to care about any of these people or what they're going to get up to. Um, It hasn't really uh, hooked me emotionally, like, and the comedy that it wants to do just hasn't been great, and... Yeah, this episode just kind of uh, continued that. And I think, like, it also, I feel, making Kyogoku Irene's stabber, which is, I I think, what you're supposed to assume when Watson says, oh, it was you, um, takes away any kind of goodwill they were building up for that character. I feel like the last, like, two episodes, they have uh, tried to breathe some life into him in terms of, you know, he's still not for me. I think he's kind of a, a dick um, in a lot of ways um, and represents a lot of yuckiness. But but I could see some people being like, oh, he's fun. You know, he's a real funny guy and mm-hmm. whatever. But like, I mean, what the fuck? Now they've, they've made him a fucking psychotic, the- like murder man <laughs> like yeah well this is this is the thing where i say like that the serious nature of the show and uh, or the serious moments of it and the comedy don't work because if you're wanting to tell me like you know that the whole skit of like the previous episode was to you know draw our attention away from kyoko kyoko what you narakami whatever mm-hmm. uh you know doing this stuff um that doesn't work in my opinion He's so much of a joke, so much of an imbecile. There's no foreshadowing or hinting of, like, you know, him in private moments where he is suddenly confident, you know, and actually has an agenda. This just comes completely out of left field. It That, to me, is the jarring element along with everything else said where 
it feels like we've got two different teams of writers working on the show. One who's doing the comedy and one who's doing the, um, you know, the murder mysteries. And they don't feel like, if these exist, of course, they don't feel like they're talking with each other. Yeah, yeah, that you're, you're right that this show is not doing this well. I think there is a way to do it well. Oh, but, yeah, um, absolutely. I would never argue that you shouldn't have shifting tones in the show. I've certainly, like, some of the shows that I am most fond of manage to do both comedy and horror simultaneously to great effect. But the thing is, they are blended together well, rather than, as it is in this case, where it just feels like they're smashing two, like, things together, like, you know, two toy blocks, and hoping somehow they can make art out of it, which they really can't. But the other thing I need to know about Watson's idiocy... Like, okay, so beyond him simply, you know, think, not questioning, like, the idea of a ghost or anything, um, which is idiotic in of itself, like, as I say, for a modern interpretation of the character, I have to ask, like, on what level did he think it was a good idea to give the USB drive to anyone, considering, like, you know, it's the fact that it hasn't been cracked yet that's the problem? Are you mean to tell me that he doesn't believe that Holmes would know someone who could do that himself, or could not do himself <laughs> in time? Well... He's been... I'm, I'm sorry, but for <laughs> been... sake, man. <laughs> I think he's been driven, right, to uh, make a kind of irrational decision by the fact that Holmes has kicked him out and implicated him as being... So, yeah, uh, well, that's Jack. it. Like, they... But like, yeah. you, like you said, like he's being stupid, and also Watson is playing him because he knows he's stupid, and that's yeah, just Holmes infuriating. Is Watson, yeah. It's so yeah, infuriating. Like, what the... F- yeah. And this whole like, fucking, like, play, I don't know, man, like, it's still, it basically, to me, makes Watson look like an idiot, makes Sherlock look like a, like, condescending bastard, um, and, but also doesn't absolve Moriarty, to me, even though I, I think it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mor- Moriarty being a red herring here, like, I... Here's the thing, like, as you say, Watson's an idiot, like, we know that, but this is textual in the show because I can't see why, diegetically, they just simply don't tell him the plan and have him play that part. Indeed, he has actually gone undercover of sorts when he infiltrated Irene's house. You know, he made a bit of a bot shop here and there, but he certainly pulled it off in the end. So what kind of characterization are they going for with him here? Yeah. Where he's completely and utterly useless, or he's occasionally useless, but, you know, can actually, when the call to action comes, rise to the occasion. I don't know what they're trying to do with him. Useful idiot. To me, this feels, to, to me, this feels like, you know, uh, oh, holy shit, a rug-pulling moment, but it's not earned in the slightest. Not least of which is because the absurdity of Irene's ghost being a fucking thing. Which, I like, know, I can't believe he it. He doesn't even, like... Okay, back to your point you said earlier. Like, he's way more skeptical of his theory Moriarty. about Moriarty yeah. and what he's seen in front of his face for real than about his, you know, ghost perception thing. Which, I, I mean, I guess you could argue, like, oh, so much has happened. His friend's been killed. He's not making clear decisions or whatever. But come on, man. Really? You're just going to be like, be like, yep, it's for sure a ghost. Yeah. This is, is, is undeniably he, is, is the, what's happening. Is the long game here? Like, cause the thing is, Irene's ghost, uh, Pat sees Moriarty over this. So the more I try and think about this, the more stupid it seems. Because if it was genuinely Irene, like, trying to do some sort of, like, I don't know, fucking two-pack holograph shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. 
don't know anymore. This show is rotting my brain. Yeah. If we get to, if Tupac we get to the end of episode twelve, it's just gonna give me fucking Alzheimer's. Hatsune Miku and Irene Adler. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like if, if if she's doing that, like, and she's Patsy Moriarty, who is apparently not the uh, you know the person responsible, is that because they're just I trying guess. to like sow discord between like Holmes, Moriarty, and Watson, so that way you know Watson is forced then to go like this is incredibly convoluted and completely unnecessary. Yes, like did Moriarty really follow Watson with a big knife? In hopes, yes. I'm sorry. Follow Sherlock with a big knife in hopes that Watson would tail him, and have it play out the way it did. It seems like that's just a plan with so many possible holes. That why the fuck would you even like? Of course, it conveniently works out, but it it just felt so. It it just didn't feel right, man. I hated it. I hated it. Yeah, I mean, if Irene is still alive then the obvious thing to do that doesn't involve any of this, like, complete bullshit that we're having to deal with here is just simply to have her, you know, tell someone through this fucking holographic projection technology, whatever she has, who actually stabbed her. Well, that's just, by the way, this is all just a figment of his imagination again. I am, this is what I am saying. Like, the rose scent, I don't know. That's what makes me think maybe she's, like, hiding out in the apartment. But, um... The sightings of her, I mean, the longest one was proven and shown to be a dream. The other ones, I think, were totally just, again, episodes on the part of Watson and not not any kind of holograph or her actual ghost. It's so hack, though, to have it presented like this. In fact, she actually looks <laughs> yeah, like I mean. a force ghost now that I think about it. Because she's got the blue outline. Mm-hmm. Is she, is she, you know, going to come back and say, like, you know, that things were different from a certain point of view? Oh, fuck she... Oh, I hate myself. I fucking hate myself right now for having made that reference. Because that's the shit they're actually going for. That's the thing they're going to do. They're going to have the next episode happen where Sherlock rocks up and he's going to, you know, sit down in this fucking dirty alleyway while everyone watches, do his Rakugo shit, and he's going to be like, this is how it was done. And we're going to get to the end of the episode and I'm just going to want to, like, you know, start, I don't know, saying my house on fire or something. Progress toward Doc's explosion. 98%. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm so fucking confused by this show's, like, intent, what it wants to do, the writing of it. I mean, I'll be fair, like, it when it was character-focused, for the moments it was, it was alright. Uh-huh. It was acceptable. It was, like, it was satisfactory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not, you know, anything to write home about, necessarily. But... Why did he do the fucking Yoshio accident thing? Was all that part of the plan? Like, fucking why? You mean, oh, why? what, you mean when the, uh, you mean like when they throw the doll in the uh, thing by accident just to have him encounter that? Yeah, that no. is incredibly well, complicated. Well, there is that, and like, why Why the fuck did they do that? But like, what I mean is that all those episodes ago, was it seven or eight when they were all going to go to the Rakugo, and then Moriarty got a call on his phone, and he was like, what, Yoshio's been in an accident? I've got to go. And then they came back and Sherlock's apartment was trashed. Like, we found out this episode that Yoshio was not, in fact, in an accident. Like, why the fuck did Mor- Moriarty do that? <laughs> like, I, d- I don't know. It's shown, like, uh, you know, well, it was um, 
it was like a like a fake out or whatever to make but like why why as far back as then were you supposed to make watson suspicious of moriarty like i don't maybe we just need more information but i just don't get the point like i don't even i don't even see what they're going for with it i'm confused as well but i will say this uh if it's been mentioned before as a theory but like i think it's pretty explicit now not least of which is because how apparently similar they look but you might recall Alexandra Morin, mm-hmm. the lady who was murdered. Mrs. That's got to be yep. Mori- That's got to be Moriarty's sister. Uh, they look very, very similar. Similar hair color, similar face. Like, there's no way so they're not the same. So he's like the illegitimate child of uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, is this uh, for him? Is this the deal that we're that we're going for? Yeah, this seems to be it. Uh, also, to note is that when uh, Mycroft comes in, who you might recall is. Uh, Morin's like you know uh, assistant um, Moriarty recognizes him and makes a break for it so how yep. would he know like how would he know who uh, Mycroft is you know unless they knew him from the work capacity they'd had previously as Morin's assistant yep so that, you know what like there's the hints that fit together here's the problem none of this makes me care one iota of deep fried shit about Moriarty <laughs> or any of the character stuff whatsoever this is a mystery entirely for a mystery's sake like, we need to actually have some character introspection. Like, you know what? Like, I know that it would probably reveal the big twist early. Although, then again, it's so obvious by now. It's no way that Alexandra is not Moriarty's sister. That I would just think to myself, like, okay, let's have an episode that is entirely from his perspective. Give his backstory. Reveal it, like, in a non-linear fashion. So then we get the reveal that he's Morin's, like, son just before the end, and then also have him over here say, like, the egg order being made to Jack to kill his sister for reasons, whatever they are. Like, give us, like, you know, this kind of thing going on, um, where we learn about him as a character and he actually becomes one. Because I'm sorry to say, like, Moriarty doesn't exist as a character. He's not, like, any three-dimensional creature. I mean, you and I, Doc, have been talking at great length over the past couple of weeks in Vinland Saga about characters like Asklad, who are, you know, morally and ethically flawed, but fascinating to talk about because of the means and whys of how they got to that belief system in the first place. Mm-hmm. Do we have anything remotely close, even in the same fucking galaxy as that in this show? No. Yeah, it's not a comparison I don't think anyone would make. And but but no. pick pick your comparable. Like pick a, a mystery anime or a video game. I don't know, like I care about the cast more, I'll guarantee you, than than this show. Who Yeah. Now that Irene is gone, it's just a, a wasteland of content a wasteland of of uh a cast mm-hmm. the, i mean lucy still remains the best character like now that irene is has gone mm-hmm. but the thing is like and i can't put too fine a point on this in fact on these points rather uh one lucy is not the main character by a country mile and two she hasn't done jack diddly fuck squat all no. since then nope. so i mean i appreciate like the you know the time spent on like characters like her in these little moments but if you're not then going to follow up as I suggested, which is, you know, maybe have that become a relevant thing later, what the fuck is the point? And you might say, well, it happened later in the show. I'm like, well, why did we waste time on it to begin with if we're not going to have anything else that will keep us interested in the meantime? Like, that's why I'm so focused on it, because it's the only thing that could potentially hook me back in at the moment. I could not give an ounce of deep-fried bear shit about <laughs> Sherlock, about Watson, about Moriarty. None of it. 
They're not even, yeah. like, none of them really existed as characters. I mean, yeah, Sherlock's had hints like, you know, he got rejected as a girl guy, blah, 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 blah. But nothing beyond, like, literally scratching the surface with him. Moriarty has just been, like, you know, uh, something for the audience to go, ooh, I wonder what the clovers mean. And I'm like, I don't give a <laughs> I wonder fuck. what the clovers I, I, mean. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. You'd just be, like, the, the show to me feels like it's being obtuse and dense purely for the sake of it. Like it's trying to play like play a long game in poker, but in reality has a hand of nothing. <sighs> it's just very it's very forgettable. I mean, because Watson now I'm sorry, not Watson. I just do this. I don't know why I do this. Sure, Sherlock. Um. So early on, he was a real condescending bastard, and now like he's been humanized to a slight degree. Um. But only so much so that, like, since he's not being condescending, he's just entirely forgettable. Like, I just, I, I haven't really hated him lately because he hasn't been, you know, uh, well, let me show you how smart I am, you fucking idiots. He's just been kind of there, which, mm-hmm. great, I, I guess. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. What? I don't even know if there's anything else I really have to talk about with this episode. What, what else do we have to say? Well, okay, so I'll... The, all right. The, here, go on. Here's um, an unassailably good aspect of the show. Wow, okay. Uh, the soundtrack. Yes. <laughs> that has nothing to do yeah, with the characters. I'll, 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 I'll allow it. There are I some really good pieces, like... and, you know, it, but, again, my liking of it led me to a bad place because I was like... You don't really enjoy the music in the show. I'm going to actually watch the OP this week. And I was just reminded afresh of how much I hate the, the visuals in the OP. Not like the color choices or whatever, but just the scenes themselves, like the interactions. Like someone is, I, I can't remember if it's Holmes or Watson, but they're leaning back in a chair and um, a uh, slender lady is like coming towards them to kiss them. And midway like to them, it becomes Miss Hudson and the character freaks out because, oh no, this is a bad and scary and disgusting woman that I am not into in any way, shape, or form because trans women are yucky town. And like, and it was yeah, so stupid. No. I mean, like, I, I, and I mean, I, I have, have talked about the possible different interpretations you could have of things like that of uh the joke really being on the transphobic character but i don't know man to me it's it's not, not enough not of it's a, based, uh, no no not what it's baked into the show like it is like with the op yeah and it's just not enough of um there's not enough indication that that's what it's meant to be i i don't think in, mm. in that moment especially but i don't know the soundtrack is good um cool so it's Great. so enough words, this is a show best watched with your eyes closed. <laughs> that's a that's a rigging endorsement there. That's fantastic. Put yourself a fucking sleep mask on. Get yourself sat down and strapped in and watch Kabukicho Sherlock and just pretend that anything else impo- imaginable is happening on screen. Particularly if you don't understand Japanese as, you know, as heard. I did write down <laughs> on the paper, you know that part where Watson leaves the haunted building? And just mm-hmm. goes running, like screaming into the street. I wrote, "That's me." 
<laughs> in my notes. That's me after watching this show. Are you are you, te- are you, te- are you telling me you ain't you actually aren't afraid of no ghosts? Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it. After I watched the show, I ran out of my building, uh, screaming into yeah. the street. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, what was the hell. so? What was the point of that part? Seriously, was it to introduce the idea that ghosts walk among us? So you should believe the fact that uh, Irene is really a ghost. I don't know. I think at this point, the only ghost that's going to like legitimately exist after the show concludes is me haunting the creators for making <laughs> such a turgid piece of shit. <laughs> so there was there was that aspect of it, and uh, Sherlock wanted to use his brother to tell Moron that Irene's body was um, already disposed of. So he wouldn't mess with it, I guess. Because she's not dead, can you he's tell not already? Dead, obviously. And then the whole, like, no one is going to have their way with her but me. Like, those lines were just so fucking stupid. Especially if he thinks she's dead. Because like, I can't tell anymore if he thinks she's dead. But um, if he does, that's a pretty creepy, pretty creepy I... Sherlock song. All right, you know what? I'm going to indulge here. I'm going to indulge here because we've, we've, I think we've already talked like about this episode as much as we could feasibly draw out of it because it's just, you know, oh my God, it, they were actually, you know, trying to bait like you Narakami all this time, even though we as the audience had no foreshadowing of this whatsoever. Yeah, but he's clearly but- not Jack the Ripper. He just stabbed Irene because he wants to, he wants the USB drive because he wants to crack the case, but he's uh-huh. definitely not Jack. He just wants to marry. Uh, oh his no! Girl unless, unless on they the pull, unless they unless they decide to bring in Jekyll and Hyde. Man, imagine if that was a prophecy. No, well, that to, would like, be that would be so pointless because he has a motive already clearly established for why he's doing this. He wants yeah, which is also the money. We, yeah, to get which is why he's also turned down cases in the past that could have given him money. Do you see what I mean about how the writers are yeah. completely fucking clueless? I mean, you yourself, like, said before, oh, it's not that bad, but come on, like, if he's willing to go so far as to murder the fuck out of Watson to get that USB drive... Oh, it's how stupid. Can you then I the... hate what they... It, I hate it. Yeah. How can you then, in the same show, have him actually turn down pain cases with substantial amounts of money on the cards here? Were they... For... I don't know if they no, were... Were they substantial? Mi- millions of yen! Millions of... Like... So, f- the contents of my wallet... <laughs> Ten dollars? No, I'm kidding. Oh, no. I'm, I kid. I kid. No, I, t- I totally take your point. I do think it's not outside the realms of possibility that, like, you know, I mean, human beings are not ir- totally rational actors all the time. Because maybe they like, got oh, part of the story rather than is, pulling out your ass. I know. Well, this is well. Th- you know, this you could have. Uh, I don't know. Like, you could argue. You could be like, ah, oh, well, like, if you need more money, person. Like, why don't you take a second job on the weekends delivering pizza? Like, why do you keep buying lottery tickets? Oh, because why, the lottery ticket is the long shot that you need to be set up for sure. And I guess as he views this case like a lottery ticket, right? And he's just like, well, fuck it. I'm willing to take any risk whatsoever to get this huge amount of money so I can go marry my girl. But having said all that, it's still, like, just because it's a motive that, like, you could see, I still hate it for the character, especially given what they've done with him. Um I'd rather he just be a stupid, goofy asshole than this. Well, if that is his motive, again, maybe we should have that foreshadowed. Maybe we should have that built up to, rather than it just, again, feeling like... It does, you know, that is a good point. Like, it's very much like they they do it this episode so you can 
so you could know. But like it's revealed literally like five or ten minutes before he's shown to be the killer, which yeah, is not pretty great. much. No, like that's the other thing about the show. Like I really do feel like when I said before about Jack coming back, that the reason it happens now is not because, you know, this is the point in which it feels proper to bring him back after, like, an absence in which people still talk about, but because they literally forgot about him. It feels like they're making this shit up as they go along, darling in the Frank style. Once again, bringing back my favorite, you know, uh, dead horse. Um, Take a drink. All right, so I will in a bit. So why did I say I wanted to indulge here? Because I am of the opinion, especially given I've just finished the Guilty Crown script, and this is the entire point of Guilty Crown, uh, like, as, as a show, in my opinion, at least critically, is that none of the elements that are in place in Sherlock, not one of them, are in of themselves, like, you know, irredeemable, just simply because they exist. That's the true of anything that you write about. I've discussed this before. It's just that they have been utilized in some of the most like lazy and or stupid ways possible. I mean, that is true simply because of the fact there is a Sherlock show. If you think about it, we're not talking like, you know, as in this is the only like version of this thing to have ever existed. Like if I was just to pull an anime out of thin air, let's say Kill the Kill, you know, if Kill the Kill was bad, like you and I could hypothesize about like a different version of it all day that we wanted to. In which, you know, the elements are used properly. But when it comes to Sherlock as a franchise, as a canon, we know that this has been done better elsewhere because, and spiral alert, get yourself sitting comfortably here in case you're weak of heart, it has been done better elsewhere because all of the other materials exist and are objectively better than this clunky piece of crap. I... Fuck my life, man. Honest. <laughs> Do we have anything else to add? Do we have it? Like, I literally can't think of much else yeah, to say about this episode. I don't know. Because... Irie's, Irie's, Irie's a ghost. You and Arakami's a dick. Everyone's a dick. That's it. And Watson's an idiot. idiot. Like, yeah, I don't. There's, there's nothing to, even the mysterious. horror elements are not good. The horror element isn't even good to it. Like, this is how lazily it's been directed as well. Come to think of it, like, we get a scene like of a paint can falling off, but then we just see, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we just see like you know, Irene, like, appearing as a blue ghost. And that's it. There's no, like, Horror. you know, use of Dutch angles, like, different colours or anything like that. Colour schemes or gradings, film grain. Uh, you know, there's no creative direction to it to, like, make us feel off-centre. It's just as plain as the rest of the show. And indeed, the only thing they rely on is hack stuff like, you know, the lights start flickering when Watson gets kicked out of Sherlock's apartment. How about some actual visual directions to this to help sell the way Watson feels? Because... As much as I sure, say, like, you know, sure. I don't I don't buy, for example, like, that Watson would, you know, not at least have any, like, disbelief in this whatsoever. Like, I mean, he's a guy in the modern world. Surely he has, like, some skepticism towards we, ghosts. You know, or yeah. Or, or, alternatively, if he doesn't have skepticism towards ghosts and believes in them, like, wholesale, maybe establish that again ahead of time. I'm just fucking saying here. Well, look, but, no, you, you bring up a really good point, actually. I think we should take just a moment to say, like... It, they well, it really was a lazy episode directorially, like in terms of the the horror elements. If they re- like we, you could say like ah, they weren't really trying to do it. But a, they were like that was a huge part of the episode. And b, like if it is a huge part of the episode, like you should do something to make that stuff memorable 
to, to make it stick. Like, why do it? And why be so just lazy? But it's just like they threw it into their kind of existing layouts and formats and didn't put any effort, like you said, into making making it sort of, I mean, creepy. Like, we don't even have to believe it, but, like, it could have still been really well done cinematically. Like, the, mm-hmm. the ghost being there and uh, Watson's fear and all this sort of thing. Like, if you do it right, like, you could put a, a kernel of doubt in our minds, we who believe that Irene is for sure alive. And th- it just feels like no effort went into it hardly at all. Making no, it any kind of, uh, of different from what had been come before. Sorry, go ahead. In fact, on top of that, now that I think about it, you know how you said that at least one of the scenes in which Irene appeared was a dream? If that's the case, why does she look exactly like she does outside of the dream in yeah. you know regular real mm-hmm. world? Mm-hmm. Make that distinct. Maybe have like her look different. Fuck it. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna get into it. But no, it is lazy. All of it. Just. <sighs> It just makes me not want to put emotional investment or effort into it. And honestly, no. like, you know, I'm annoyed about the show, but like, I would not say that I this has inspired like anything like hatred. I don't have the energy for it. It's not worth that. It's just gonna, you know, once we're done covering it, it I will quickly forget about it. <sighs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, this show, I mean, for all that we know, this show is about ghosts. I don't think it's going to haunt me for very long after the fact. If nothing else, I'm just going to use it as a punching bag mm-hmm. you know, once we're done for all the ways <laughs> that this could have been great, but ultimately failed at. I mean, I'm still mad at the very idea that Kabuki Cho as a place is just completely and utterly uninteresting. This mm. should be a vibrant otherworld, like an unusual It really locale, could be, yeah. Full of neon and wonder and danger you know, it should be treated as something exceptional. But it isn't. <laughs> Not even close. Just like a shitty sea level Vegas. Pretty much, yeah. A- exactly, exactly. So, I-, I I feel sad because, like, again, having done Gilsey Crown now, I think that I'm becoming more of the mindset when it comes to critiquing anime in general that nope. I, I will mean this, by the way. Okay. I know this is going to sound crazy okay. given what I've otherwise covered this year. I don't think any concept is not at least capable of being good. Now, I grant you, maybe that means I won't personally be that engaged in it. See a Keegan, for example. <laughs> See a Keegan, for example. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, I swear to you on everything that I, you know, that makes me who I am, that I think I'm becoming more of the mindset as of late that. At least, if you boil away a show, any given show, to its surface element, to its not so so to its core concepts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you know, even if it's a bad show, if you then got someone else to do it, you could turn it into something good. You could spin gold out of it. I mean, I'm sure that that's going to be tested in the coming years. I become an anime critic, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that philosophically that rings true to me, and I think that you know Sherlock. I mean, as I said, Sherlock. Um, as a franchise, has already proven, provably, objectively been liked by people. People are fond of this character and the characters that come with him wholesale when you make a new show or work based off them. That is a proven thing. I think more so than a lot of other Western canon, certainly given its enduring popularity. So saying that, you know, you can't do anything good with Sherlock already is is objectively wrong. And secondly... They then have this unique location, this unique, like, neon-lit, lurid place with, you know, 
you've got trans women in there, you've got sex workers, you've got all sorts of things that wouldn't necessarily feature in a show of its ilk that is just a regular mystery story. And for all that it has pretensions towards being colourful and wacky and different and even, as I say, a little bit dangerous, it never ever feels like any of those things. It just feels like white noise to me because it doesn't feel like it's had any sort of like creative direction to it that unifies it into something genuinely good. I mean, if you told me, like, again, like I said, that this show was being written week on week in the same way that the later half of Frank's was, which ultimately, you know, revealed it to be the hollow facade that it was, I would believe you. I would believe wholeheartedly if the creators outright said, well, we completely forgot about Jack and we decided to bring him back now because why not? If that's my belief, then I don't know what else I can really say about this show to point out how much I don't care for it and how I think it's just a complete waste of my time. It be. It really be that. Hmm. All right. I don't have anything else to add, Doc, do you? Not really. Not really. I mean, we got we got to hear Watson's case. You know, We in, already in, knew what his case was. We already knew. He had already explained to us on a previous um, episode about the transmits. The only new information really? we got here was oh, that it was yeah, the, he had that it was the mayor's daughter was the new part, right? Well, well, that, that that's that's the new part. Uh-huh. We got like a proper look at her face this time, yeah. Uh, which again isn't actually relevant in the episode to the characters beyond giving us like a <gasps> yeah, it's Mo. sister, and uh-huh. I'm like, it's it's Mo's sister, and I'm like, cool, cool story, bro. <laughs> catch me, catch me later when I might actually care. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, you know what? So, I got nothing else to say, man. This is we, we, we got out there our, you know, what whatever our feelings are about it. ambivalence bordering on dislike. Yeah, pretty much. I will leave it there then. So, all I'll say as well is that I'm just trying to be fair no, to the dislike. show where possible. But it's but it's it's got to meet me halfway on this. It really has to. And thus far, it has only really done that once barely are you like on a c grade are you (laughs) are you excited i can barely get this out to do to do the show on christmas (laughs) because we don't have to put this off because we don't have to live stream it we could just do a podcast so we can record it on christmas (laughs) I'm going to take this off cast for you, Doc. Oh, a week and... from now it'll be Christmas. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, God ho. damn it. All right. Okay, let's wrap this up. So thank you uh, to our lovely patrons for supporting us in this endeavor as always. I know that speaking to some of you, you found this as excruciating as we have. So that is a cold comfort at least. I know I shouldn't really say that, but screw it. We're all in this together. We are. We're all Bailey. We're all Bailey water out of this sinking ship, desperately trying not to drown. Thanks for and like it... you know, for for not abandoning ship. Those of you who haven't, I know some of you have, and I can't blame you for it at all. Nope. But if you've been nope. sticking with it for us, bless your souls. <laughs> I mean, you deserve all the good things in the world, and hopefully like your show will get foxhole. picked to cover next. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so thank you very much for that. If you are listening to this publicly after it's uh, become you know free from Patreon, 
and you would like to you know get on board with us covering shows week on week in our second stream format do feel free to uh, check out our patreon.com forward slash warrior death show get yourself on the three uh, dollar plus tier to get involved on that Cinco. and you can even five dollars oh, yeah. five dollar tiers for five, second stream yep. yes and okay get yourself tier, on the five dollars three dollar tier will get you plenty of good stuff but if you want this episodic coverage week on week it's the five dollar tier our our highest one but still i'd say pretty affordable exactly so yeah get on get on board with that check it out plenty of benefits to be had including requesting your own show for us to cover in long form essay sorry long essay format and if otherwise, you know, you want to support us outside of a financial means, feel free to do a like, subscribe, comment, share, you know, smash those buttons in on whatever service you might find this on, as it always helps our discoverability. Other than that, um, I don't know when we'll be recording the next Sherlock. Uh, I don't know how sober I'll be when we're recording the next Sherlock. These are questions that myself and Egg Doc discuss off, <laughs> uh, off stream. Um, so I'm not going to commit to anything right now while we're talking on air, if only because we might end up talking about it for quite a while, and this has gone long enough as is. Uh, but keep an eye out on our Patreon feed and also in our Discord and on Twitter for when we'll be doing the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get it out between the holidays and the new year. Uh, for those of you who otherwise who um, you know have been joining us for this, thank you very much as always for taking time to listen to us ramble about this show. It always means a lot the, uh, for, for you doing that. And I hope that you all have a fantastic Christmas and Boxing Day, wherever you may be, whatever you may be doing, and whoever you may in turn be doing it with. I wish you all the best. Uh, from myself and Doc, though, until next time, Merry Christmas, Merry Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, all the usual Christmas varieties that we can squeeze in. And, well... Wouldn't be a Warrior Death Show podcast if we didn't sign up with our usual refrain, which is embrace you for everyone to the ends of the universe. And good night. Good night. Merry holidays.